Welcome to the C2C podcast, the podcast powered by Bevy. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love all in 15 minutes. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. I'm excited to have our next guest, Chris Massey, product lead at Mind the Product. Chris runs the product community, a space that helps to facilitate questions and connections between their members of product managers. It's kind of like product inception. Today, Chris shares his go-to models and fail-safe ways to figure out which metrics to measure in order to track the successes and challenges of his community. So Chris, can you describe what Mind the Product is and what you do in your role? Mind the Product is a global community of product people. We come together to further the craft of product management. I think a lot of people are familiar with Product Hunt, where it's all about, look at this cool thing I made, and that's awesome. But Mind the Product is more about, how did you make that thing? So we share lessons with each other and ask questions of each other to improve our craft of product effectively. And that community is global. There's local chapters in about 200 cities, big conferences in San Francisco, London, or there used to be, uh, and Singapore. Um, And within that, I joined actually as a community manager five years ago and editor. Uh, My background's in sort of technical content. And now I am the, the product lead within that as well. So I am looking at building the community platform that enables that community to connect and to share what they learn with each other. Excellent. So is this a product community or is this more of a community of practice? Right, right, exactly. It is a community of practice. It is a weird thing where we are, our product is our community of practice. So it's a, it's right in the middle of that Venn diagram. <laughs> what do you think the biggest difference is between a product community and a community of practice? I think the product community is very centered. In, in many ways, I think they overlap. And I think they overlap in ways that particularly product communities don't realize. I think communities always come together because the members care about something. They care about a skill or an idea or a principle. And that is fundamentally always what brings humans together. So even if they're centering around a product, so let's say, for example, uh, I have a sous vide machine, a kind of you know serious cooking gadget, mm-hmm. and there is a massive sous vide Facebook group and everyone comes together. No one in that group cares particularly about the product. They care about making, about sort of like crazy food science. The product is a means to that end. Likewise, you know, a lot of people who have Teslas, for example, they come together because they care about what the Tesla represents. And I think... Underneath it, a, um, a product community is a community. It, it is a kind of community of practice masquerading as something else. And I think product communities need to remember that: is that if you're going to try and build a community around your thing and use it to build word of mouth marketing or get people to evangelize what you're doing, that's great. But always remember that what people actually care about is not your product. It's the thing that that product enables or the thing that that product represents. And if you can speak to what that is with your community, that's when people care and start to engage and start to evangelize because they're not evangelizing your thing. They're evangelizing the thing that they can do or that they believe in that your product happens to enable. 
I think that's such a beautiful way of talking about community. We always talk about how, you know, you come together with people who have something in common with you or have a similar interest, Hmm. but you're right. That's only the catalyst of that conversation. And what keeps them coming back is the, the feeling they get when they have that conversation or the values that they, they get from your community space. Right. I mean, sometimes there are cases where maybe it links into rather than a, a principle, it links into like an identity. So fashion brands are a perfect example of this, right? People come together over their their brand, the, the, the what they wear or what they like their own, because that that is a symbol of who they are to the world. Um, so that so Tesla's a good example. I've got a couple of friends who own them, and you know they're not exactly constantly campaigning to save the world with electric vehicles. Although I will say that they do care about you know reducing fossil fuels like that's why they went tesla but also for them owning a tesla is kind of like it's a statement as a, in a way of they're progressive and they are technologically savvy and you know they're on the cutting edge so there's a, there's an identity in that which again the product isn't the identity the product is a is a means to symbolize that and i think that's the key thing is that the product is never the thing to your point the product is the catalyst Mm-hmm. So then when we talk about the identity, we talk about building a space for people to come together and feel like they belong and, and have these conversations and these really meaningful connections. I think one of the hardest things about being a community manager is then measuring the success of those, you know, somewhat unquantifiable connections. So how do you figure out those metrics that you need in order to measure the success in the Mind the Product community? That is a really yeah, that's a great question and i think every community meetup i ever go to or any you know any conversation i end up with a large group of community managers that inevitably bubbles up there's always that question under the surface of how do we measure it how do we measure it how do we measure it because it is it's kind of ineffable right like how do you measure a conversation you know word count it doesn't make any sense <laughs> the way i've always done it is to recognize so i my background in this is obviously i've come from a product communities perspective and mind the product is a community of practice as well but in that environment the community is always a means to an end for the company like the community is great in and of itself for sure but companies engage in those communities because they have a goal huh. right they they have something they're trying to achieve i'm sure that they care about people in the community and that's great but they also need to make money ultimately and i think i've always looked at the communities I've been involved in and thought about, well, what is the outcome that we want to achieve with this community for the organization or for the community? And so to give you a more concrete example, that might be we want to improve the amount of research our product teams are getting from the community. We want to have really good feedback coming in, or we want to see that our word of mouth marketing is getting easier or getting you know broader reach or something like that. The task ahead of me in those situations has always been to draw a line, draw a connection between things that we're doing in the community space and making sure that I can find a way to to draw a connection to some metric that the business cares about. There is no framework, I found, no silver bullet, because Mm. it varies from business to business and from community to community. I think the key thing is to kind of look at this. uh, I bring a product mindset to it, but whatever you want to call it, Rather than trying to measure engagement or, or, or community growth, which are fine metrics, although engagement's obviously fuzzy, but they don't tell the business anything about how valuable it is. They don't tell the business anything that helps them gauge, 
are you doing a good job as a community manager and is that community supporting their goals? So the key is always to find a way to draw a line between, and, and this basically comes in a conversation between you as the community manager and the product managers or the marketing team and saying, okay, what matters to you as a team or as a, as a, as a part of the business? What could we do that enables that? And find a way to have that conversation. If you're in an organization that's lucky enough, or say lucky enough, that, that is using OKRs, for better or for worse, because they're not always good. <laughs> but if you're using something like OKRs, those are kind of an interesting way to model those outcomes because you can say, okay, the outcome might be to say, the industry standard brand for, I don't know, pencils, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> what would a KR for that look like? Well, it would look like we've got, you know, if we have the largest Facebook group for uh, pencil enthusiasts and people sharing facts, you know, those kinds of things are representations of that. So if your organization thinks in terms of OKRs, you can start to do that kind of thing where you use the data that you can get to represent a larger goal. But ultimately, at its core, you've got to be having a conversation with the business and speaking to the rest of the business in terms of metrics and outcomes that they understand and that matter to them. And your work as a community manager is to draw that connection from what they need and see, okay, how can I represent that or achieve that with the tools at my disposal? Mm-hmm. I really like what you said. Yes, I think you're right. Going back to the business outcomes, what is the ultimate business goal or the business mm-hmm. purpose of this community? But I did also really like what you said about going to you know the product management team and then going to the customer success team, like going to individual pieces of the puzzle or pieces of the the company mm-hmm. and then asking them, what do you want this community to do? And like, let's see how we can make it successful for you as well. Right. I would say that you should do that early. (laughs) I think like I, my first community management role, I ended up inheriting a community that had kind of existed for a couple of years. And for various reasons, I ended up inheriting it. And the business wasn't really sure what it was for. Hmm. And that was kind of a challenge. So there was a real, there was a lot of work involved there in saying, well, okay, let's go and actually talk to the various teams and figure out, is this a thing that's valuable is it valuable enough to basically you know, pay my salary to look after it? And anything else you want to do for that community in terms of maybe sending out free products or paying for dinners, for key influences, that, that, that kind of thing, or paying for the tooling to help me do my job better. So I think what's really important is not to say, we should have a community because that's what we should do. That's not a helpful position. It's to say, well, in an ideal world, you'd start with, well, what is the thing we're trying to achieve in the business? Can we build a community around that? Can we enable that better with community? And again, coming to that back to that point of recognizing that you're not going to build a community around your product. You might catalyze a community around your product, but you've got to recognize that your business outcomes have to kind of fit alongside what those people care about fundamentally, or your community will never really thrive. Yeah, and I recognize that that sounds a little bit cutthroat, but if you're building a community around a business, you kind of have to be acknowledging those things because else you don't have a good way of understanding how do we enable this or how do we support this or how do we you know, accelerate this or even just shape it. Because depending on the outcomes you're trying to get, you're going to shape that community differently. You know, you might want a Facebook page or you might want a custom community platform or you might measure different things or you might you know, set up a YouTube channel. There's, there's, there's a whole, depending on the, com- the community activities you engage in, 
should be shaped by the outcomes that you're trying to get to, not just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. So rarely you start with, well, what problem are we trying to solve? You should, I, w- I would argue, start with saying, well, what outcome are we trying to solve for? And then say, okay, does that community exist in some way, shape or form already? Are there already people out there who are who we can speak to? And then saying, okay, well, what could we do? How could we engage with them to and what platforms and tools and experiences should we create or leverage to get those outcomes that matter for the business and that support and enrich the community? I think that's really good advice. And I also think that if you write a book, you should call it Cutthroat Community Managers, because I think that's got a ring to it. (laughs) I like it. I've never considered it, but I, I might start the blog and see where that goes. Yeah. Business mindset community managers. Business community. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I have one more question for you. This is mm-hmm. the question that I asked all my guests. What is a memorable moment you've had with your community? I have the rare privilege of being a member of my own community. So my community right now is product managers, product people, and that is indeed what I do. So it's really interesting when I go and do research with my community because I'm doing a product management activity and because they're also product managers, they recognize what I'm doing. So it's a really interesting reflective experience. It'd be like being in a sales community and trying to pitch something to another member that would be like, you you both know what's happening. You know the rules. And that's kind of fun. And what invariably happens, I've done this recently where I had these research calls with members of my community to say like how can i make this better for you what has your experience been how are you becoming a better product manager now like understanding that journey for them and i very clearly say i'm going to put on my research face now so you know i I kind of make sure i don't lead the questions or anything like that and i make notes and at the end it invariably turns into like a 15 minute product geek out session because then the two of us just go, okay, we're done with that. And now we just have this great conversation. We're both connecting and both just really enthusiastic about topics that come up in the research call or the tool, like the software that I use to record that call. Yeah, it's really great. It does voice transcription. It's awesome. Like those kinds of experiences where I have this really authentic conversation with them. And it's not just because we both practice, it's because we both care. Because every single conversation I've had like that it's ended with the person I've been speaking to saying, please, please, please do contact me again. Like reach out if you want any more insight, if you want to bounce anything all off me. Like it's a really welcoming experience. And that is a rare privilege because of my position as a product manager in a product community of practice. But it's a really rewarding one. And it really reminds me that what I am building is, you know, I am I am building a business process. I am building a, a you know a product for a company here. But I'm doing it with the community and that warmth, that welcoming openness that I feel in every conversation I have, whenever I'm talking to a member of the community or whenever I meet that community out in the wild at at events, I remember events, they were great. Whenever I have those moments, it's this really, it's like a hug. It's like a weird, I can't describe it any better. It's like having a hug because, yeah, I am part of that community as well. And that's a really great place to be. That's so nice. And that's why you show up to work in the morning, isn't it? That's why you get out of bed, because you have those real connections with people. Yeah, it absolutely is. I I get excited about this because I think about, I want to build something that I want to be a part of. Because I'm a part of this community, I care because I want to build a community or a platform and an experience that I enjoy using and that I can look my peers in the eye and say, yeah, that's a thing I made for you, for us. And 
that is a big part of why I do it. It's because I, I really do care about creating something for my tribe, basically. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own event community, go to pod.bevyhq.com. That's pod.bevyhq.com.